0: as alaikum and welcome to another episode of the Dr. Will Show, where I interview educators and entrepreneurs on leveling up. Each episode, I Zoom in someone who's dope, and we just sit back and have a conversation on what it means to live your best life. Now, if this is your first time checking out the podcast, this is the Mobile University for Entrepreneurs, and I'm your host, Dr. Will. Now, today's guest is Marceline Mukoko coming to you from Cameroon, a country on the continent of Africa, always like uh talking to my my people on the continent. Uh, I don't think we have done enough to uh connect with each other and work with each other uh over the 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 century or so uh after the we all know what happened people. Uh so But I wanted to have her on because, you know, somehow she came into my feed and I was looking at it and I was like, oh, black girl doing yoga, right? So I checked out the YouTube channel, This was looking, and I wanted to have her on because you know how I am. Uh, This show is dedicated to those educators who want to take control of their lives, their career, and their finances. And, and you know, well-being, yoga, I said, no brainer, let's bring her on. And uh, she said yes, and I wanted to have her come on to talk about yoga, uh, its benefits, uh, her experiences how did she get in yoga? and if you are interested in yoga, how do you find that practice you know uh, that worked best for you as well as how do you find the teacher that will help you get to that next level of well-being and fitness? So for those who' be listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Simplecast, Stitcher, and Spotify. Will you please introduce yourself, Marceline?
1: Hello, my name is Marceline Mukako, and thank you for bringing me in here. So I am 30 years old. I will be. I'm a young mother of a 5 years old boy. At the beginning, I was an engineer, but I fell in love in yoga, and so I went into yoga, and since last year... I am a certified yoga teacher in Ashtanga and Hatha yoga, which I will talk a little bit about later on. So that's basically it. That's wow. What I mean.
0: Engineered to yogi. Okay. So uh, don't hear that every day. Uh, so what did you think you will be doing when you were growing up? And what originally drew you to yoga?
1: So when I was growing up, I thought I would be an FBI agent. <laughs> I always dreamed about fighting the bad people and things like that. And then I became a little bit more realistic. And uh, with my love for math and physics, I decided to be an engineer. And I went to the university and did mechanical engineering. Then after all, when I started working for an American company in the oil field, it was really, really stressful. Like I was walking every day, traveling for trainings and I needed a practice that I'll be able to do uh, wherever I could and that could help me relax and which I didn't need to go to the gym and have 120 equipment. And when I looked, I fell into Pilates in yoga, but I don't know why. Maybe because yoga is something that has to deal with both the health and the energy, the mind, the spirit, I finally fell in love with the yoga practice, and I started it. The thing is, in my country back then, there was really nobody that was like a teacher. So I was basically going to YouTube and Instagram, and that's how I started learning. And after I got pregnant, I stopped first, because since I was learning on my own, I was pretty much scared. Like, I didn't know if what I would do would be good for my baby or not, so I stopped. And I started back uh, almost two years later when I had another job that was quite stressful. And I told myself, well, this is the thing. This is the thing I love and everything. So I started back uh, practicing yoga and eventually I fell back in love with it. And with time and with life, I told myself, why not get certified? Being able to give to people what I received from yoga being able to
0: share what I learned in yoga, actually. Mm. So what, you know, is yoga? I, I know that people see people making poses. And and for some people, when someone says, hey, yoga, they may think of crystals and, and sage and all kind of stuff. Uh, and they may not have sort of a clear picture of what yoga is. But so what is it? And what does yoga personally mean to you?
1: So uh, yoga is something really how I would say big It's it's like a it's a lifestyle it's like a huge system in yoga we have what we call the asanas which is the postures like the physical parts that we see on Instagram all that beautiful thing it's really just a small part we then have um, we have breathing that we call pranayama so the breathing techniques are what help you being able to practice better the postures and then we have the meditative which is being able to withdraw yourself bringing yourself more and the postures and the bring and the breathing are all there to be able to bring you to the meditation mm-hmm. So the main aim of the yoga is being able, yoga means unite. So it's being able to connect your body and your mind, your emotions. Like we will say a healthy body and a healthy a healthy body with a healthy mind. So that's basically what yoga is. And what yoga brought to me, um, wow, yoga brought so many things to me. I had facial paralysis a few years back and uh, when I went to the doctors they gave me drugs and everything and they were in in a state of me doing so much real education. So I, I told them I'm coming back. I went and I practiced. That time I was not yet certified, but with the least I knew, I was able to actually help my body feel better, my mind feel better. And instead of being scared of the paralysis and tell myself, Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to have a cardiovascular accident. I told myself, "This is. It's going to be all right." I think yoga actually helped me feel better. Yoga actually helped my. I I was somebody that had asthma. I have uh, I had uh, palpitations, heart some heart issues, and everything. And then the menstrual pains. But thanks to yoga, it's not like they vanished. Like I even have migraine issues, but the pain's reduced. Like a, it, a heart issues is something I've not had for years. Asthma too, and uh, migraines is really something I have like maybe two to three months, or maybe when I'm really, really, really stressed. So thanks to yoga, my life has really improved, and I don't grow I don't grow old very fast. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: hear you. I hear you. So, um when I was looking sort of getting some background, I know there's like different types. Well, so you you had the Ashtanga and some other different types. So like, what are they? What are some of their benefits? And is there anyone that is better for a particular body type?
1: Okay. So there are really, really so many types. Some were like babies of other types of yoga. So I really talk about of human so you have the hatha hatha is more of combination of breath and physical postures it's really gentle and relaxing so it's not very demanding it can be but the main uh, objective of hatha is to help beginners so it's really something that is very good for beginners so somebody is just starting yoga is was not a dancer in a previous life or a gymnast Hatha really be good for the person because it's really for beginners. It's really slow and everything. It can be demanding, so it really adapts to the person. That's what Hatha is all about. Then you have the vinyasa. Vinyasa is really what everyone knows. It's also what we call the power yoga that you see in the European and even in America. It's really quick paced. It's like if you want to to sweat, and you never really need to to have you want to have energy, you want something athletic, demanding, Vinyasa will be for you. So it's something that is quick pace, it's one movement, one breath, one flow. And I would say it's basically better for somebody that has some background. Because you can enjoy yourself. So it's better for somebody that is usually athletic, that has some background in in yoga first or in dance, or in any kind of gymnast. That would be good for the person. Then you have Ashtanga Yoga. Ashtanga Yoga is sometimes, people sometimes mix it and mix with Vinyasa and call it Ashtanga Vinyasa. But the real traditional Ashtanga Yoga is something that is very uh, predictive. So you have uh, like a few series. We have like six series. And usually for... We usually spend most time on the first series because the first series is already predictive. It's a number of postures. You don't change them. You have to go the way it is. And it is very vigorous. I really call it some kind of military. So it's not for beginners. Really, mm-hmm. you injure yourself. It is really not for beginners. Like you should have done Hatha or Iyengar or on another type of yoga that will bring you to a certain level before going to Ashtanga. That is what I would recommend. I have the certification for it, but I rarely do teach it here because most of the people don't get have a background in, in the yoga, first of all. So it is really not for somebody that is not used to yoga. Then you have, have the Iyengar. So Iyengar, the person that brought up Iyengar was a very good friend to the one who brought up Ashtanga. So they were quite best friends. Iyengar is really good for someone that has chronic injury or any chronic condition because it's, it's very, very meticulous. It is a meticulous type. We use, we they're all about the proper form, the alignment. So if you really want to show you are doing like the best, this alcohol is one of the best types of yoga with Hatha. So we're really about the alignment. Then we use blocks, straps, blankets, chairs, It's really slow, gentle, so it's like one of the best, like anyone can do. Then you have the Kundalini. Kundalini is more about the feminine energy, repetitive movement with synchronized breath, and you chant in a meditative style. It's more simple. They usually don't have many postures and so it's really about the awareness of the mind and the body and about the energy within yourself so it's basically where you talk about the prestyles and things like that yeah that is it then you have the yin yoga some people mix it with restorative yoga because both of them are types of yoga that take some time, you, you stay in a posture for something around three minutes, and sometimes you will use blocks and straps. But the difference is that Yin Yoga was mostly brought by the Chinese, so it's all about the meridians, and it's really about into the deep connective tissues, lengthening it, about the tendons, the ligaments, the fascia, like improving your flexibility, and you you really get into poses for three minutes. And with yin, sometimes you have to feel the tension, but not the pain. So you don't reach to the pain. And you, it's usually something you do once in a while, like once per week or once every two weeks. Restorative yoga is somehow the same. Just that with restorative yoga, we always use uh, bolsters, blocks, Anything to make you feel so much comfortable. So if somebody is really stressed, like you have the worst day of your life, restorative yoga will be for you. You will get into any pose and you have blocks all around you. So if anybody is injured or very much stressed, restorative yoga will be the thing for the person to get out of the stress and really feel relaxed.
0: Hmm. So which one do you teach is your favorite and why?
1: So I, I have a certification for Ashtanga and Hatha. So I, I teach both. And sometimes I teach prenatal yoga too because the pregnant ladies usually need some help and they would like to have a better pregnancy and feel healthy. But my best is Hatha because Hatha is really the type of yoga that will help you improve both in your breathing, both in your postures and in your mind. So it, it's one of like the fathers of yoga. Like when we talk about yoga, it was like the main one, the beginning. So it was really meant to help people. So For me, it's hatha is the one you want to get flexible. You want to get toned. You want to be able to do handstands, headstands, splits, whatever. Hatha yoga would be the best to start gently. Like you won't hurt yourself, you won't get into injury. So, far as you have the good teacher, you'll really be going very well, and you you'll be in the best of your form, basically.
0: Mm. So, what can your students uh, expect from you? Uh, what are your se- walk me through one of your sessions?
1: Okay, so when when one of the my my sessions, uh, the beginning is you get on your mat. We have maybe a little chat while waiting for the others to come. Good morning, the smile, everything. They get on the on the mat. The first thing we do is that we have the mid time, so we get in any type of sitting postures that will be quite easy for you, where we can actually be in the posture for a few minutes. And what we do is that. While in the the posture, you will close your eyes, breathe, relax. We are in a moment where you disconnect with yourself with what happened before. Mm. Because you have to play your role. And your role at that moment is being the yogi. It's not about you having a problem with your wife, your children, your job. No, that moment is for your body, it's for your mind. So we have this moment where we disconnect Yourself from what happened before, and you now connect yourself with what is going to happen right now. You play your role. Your role is to be a yogi. So it's a moment where you close your eyes. You focus on your breathing. You focus on putting out positive energy. You talk to yourself. Anything positive you can tell to your brain, to yourself. Anything that is going to help you being in the present moment. We breathe, and then I can either chant any any type of mantra that I know about, or putting a music that is going to, with a good frequency that is going to actually help you relax your brain first of all. And after that, you're going to gently open your eyes with a smile, because opening your eyes with a smile is actually pushing yourself in being in the good position, in being in the good energy. Then we'll go into breathing techniques, we usually start with a breathing technique I, we call Kapalbati, which is a breathing technique that is, which is also a cleansing. So you either like to cleanse your, your, your nostrils. If ever you have uh, something that is going to block you that is not going to help you breathe well, we start with that cleansing that you don't need anything else than just your breathing to do. Then we'll do a few other breathing techniques so that you can be able to prepare your lungs for the session prepare yourself to be consciously breathing all through the session and actually increase your lung capacity then after that we will start now with uh a few asanas to prepare your body for a few postures so we usually start with actually the rheumatics so we'll be on your neck the the whole thoracic and lumbar session sections. We will we'll work with the shoulders, the ankles, the knees, the everything like the armstrings. We're going to try and relax and activate all the joints and muscles. Mm-hmm. In sessions, we might focus more on others depending on the posture. It will also depend on the general. On the general uh, emotion i feel people are people relaxed are people stressed do they want something more energetic energetic so depending on that that's how the session might go but i always put an emphasis on the spinal cord because it's something with which we work it's something we basically don't have the good postures all day long. Sometimes your chair is not good. You sink in why you sink. So it is important to really put back the spinal cord in the good direction. Also focus on the ankles because we walk all day long, but we never stretch out the ankles. So I really make sure we walk on most of the things we forget and even the things we don't forget about. And then after that, we can then decide, okay, maybe today we will walk on the back bend or maybe we'll go on the sun salutation, or maybe we will we'll try and do a, a prepare ourselves for the splits. Uh, maybe I usually don't do uh, any in uh, any inversion of the head because I feel people are still new to the practice, but if I find myself with people that are more advanced, maybe we can do. Inversions on the head, but that's basically it. So, depending, we can even work on the core, like work on the abs, work on the postures. Being able to make you being aware of yourself and your body. It's really about that. And when we finish, after we've done the sun salutation or any specific postures that we all that we want to do for the day, we then go into what we call savasana, the corpse pose. So we, we dive into the Savasana. So you will relax. You will stretch back your spine or any part of your body that you feel you need to stretch. Then we go slowly into Savasana. And then I will just speak to you while you are in there, asking yourself to actually thank yourself. Thank you, body relax yourself let go and some people actually go into a deep sleep you will sleep like for five minutes and feel like it's like for three hours if you really go you if you really follow my instructions so you really relax yourself and maybe i'll put i'll usually put like a oh, nice music maybe like you can feel waves like you feel like you're on the beach or raindrops, anything that is going to actually relax the brain, or any kind of frequency, close to a sleeping frequency that is going to help you, the sound waves, anything, and after that, I'll ask you to slowly come back, bend the knees, sleep on one side, and slowly sit back, you slowly sit back, and then we're going to sing thank ourselves again and slowly open your eyes and have a namaste. And then mm. the session is closed. It's basically 16 minutes to so one out 10 minutes.
0: Wow. That's alright. That's all right. So you're starting out um you saying a heart is 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 good for those who don't have any experience. Um when someone is they're, they're brand new, right? They're starting out. Uh, what steps do they take to avoid getting injured?
1: So some of the steps they should avoid getting injured is, you first of all, to choose the right style. So um, don't go for Ashtanga. Don't go for Vinyasa. Really look for something like Hatha or inyenga. Now you should be sure your teacher is qualified. Like uh, I know like in the US and Europe, usually uh, there are some reviews. Maybe if you have a friend that has ever gone to the session, you check if the teacher is certified, if they went for some kind of training. Is the teachers, there are some teachers that are good for one-to-one classes, but are not good for group classes. So you should be able to check all of that uh, before going. Then um, don't be hard on yourself like don't compete with yourself don't compete with others there are some days even for me i'll be able to do the split the next day i'm not able to do it so don't be hard on your body listen to your body it's very important there are some days your body will tell you i don't want to do a back bend you should be able to listen to your body and do what your body tells you because sometimes the instructor will tell you go to this pose but you don't have to you can maybe do a variation. You can tell your teacher, um, I, don't have, I didn't have a good day. I'm not feeling fine. So please, can you uh, try and do something different for me? Or just tell me which other possible I can do in that time? And um, there are some teachers that like to adjust teachers. Like I used to ask my students if I can adjust them. Right now with the corona situation, I don't adjust anymore. I don't touch people but you should be able to accept if you feel that a teacher can be able to be a good teacher, if he can adjust you or give you right instructions. Before the session, you should have at least two hours before your last meal. Because if you have a heavy meal just before the yoga session and you do twists, you do a headstand a back, then you're going to throw. You're going to throw up all the food. It's just better to eat very lightly before the teacher in form of any past injury, surgery, or disease. It is very important because there are some postures you shouldn't do if you had a certain injury and you might not know, but your teacher would know. And even your doctor, if you just had a recent injury, the doctor will tell you, oh, before any activity, uh, you need to have like two months, one month. And the doctor will tell you, you shouldn't do this type of movements. So it should be good that you should tell your teacher which type of movement or which type of injury you ever had. And there are some places like the neck, the hamstrings, the lower backs, the knees, which are very prone to injuries. So those are places you should really go gently with. You shouldn't force anything. You should really be gentle while doing that. You don't force yourself. You listen to your body; it's very, very important. And you use props like you have uh, when necessary. If the teacher tells you you can use props, tell yourself, "I." It's not that I can use props; I should use props, mm. like the block straps. Especially if you're really new, if the teacher tell you you can use, don't be telling yourself, "Oh, I'm strong and this." Use them; they're going to help you.
0: All right. All right. So before we go, how can yoga and the practice of yoga actually impact the overall health and wellness of someone? And with consistent practice, what are some of the results people can expect to see?
1: So um, yoga really has so many benefits. Like it's huge. It's really, there are so many, but um some of the benefits is all about uh improving your posture like it will improve your posture your balance your flexibility your strength just imagine if you're able to improve your the, the, your your back posture that means there are so many issues you are going to avoid with age and everything with your back it's going to improve your resp- your breathing techniques meaning some long issues you won't you won't have it's going to improve your energy you're going to be more vital you is going to improve your cardiac and your circulatory health that is also very interesting it's going to help you actually with the arthritis and even to lubricate your joints mm. you're going to improve your endurance your stamina and it's going to tone your muscles maybe you won't be um, have a six pack abs but you're going to improve your muscles. You can have a six-pack abs with the power yoga, but with that, you would obviously have that. It's also going to improve your self-awareness. It's going to improve your self-control, your will body, your will power, and your body awareness, which is very much important because with the body awareness, you will know even why sitting on your chair, why sleeping, why doing anything, what to do. You won't be the person that is going to carry heavy weights anyhow because you know your body and your posture is very important for yourself you're also going to raise your metabolism and with all that you need to make sure that you go to the right teacher the right teacher is somebody that is comprehensive the right teacher is somebody that listens to you the right teacher is somebody that helps you that observes and is open to suggestions Whatever you tell him he's open to listen to you he's somebody that is there for you while you're in the session he's there for you he's able to tell you you have to improve in this he's not going to put all of you in the same baskets because each body is different and each one has a different issue when it comes to the class so that as a person that when you tell him i have an issue with my back he's not going to force you certain kind of things he might not be very flexible because flexibility is not the most important but it's somebody that understands the body and how the body works and is able to give you the right suggestions
0: Hmm. that's all right that's all right thank you for coming on this today Marceline I mean it's uh it's now 10 o'clock my time so somewhat early on a Saturday morning uh but I wanted to make sure to have you on the show and uh, you dropped so many jams, great advice. I had a great conversation. So I thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for inviting me that, that I've always wanted one day to be able to have a podcast. So it's like you read my mind (laughs) when you invited me. That's, that's very, that's, thank you very much for that.
0: You're welcome. And you should go ahead and start that podcast.
1: Thank you. I'll think about that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Now, people, you know how I do this. This podcast episode will be on Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Simplecast, Stitcher, and Spotify. I need you to subscribe, follow, and share, and give me some stars, people, because I'm trying to get Oprah on the show, and I want her to oh. know that I'm doing big things around here. Yeah, people get a kick out of that. But I am trying to get Oprah on the show. And again, I would like to thank my guest. Uh, Marceline Mukoko, for coming on and sharing her experience on how she found yoga and all that yoga can do for you. And again, I'd like to thank you for checking out another episode of the Dr. Will Show, the Mobile University for Entrepreneurs. As always, people, invest in you. Edu, to you. Peace.